The following is an encore presentation of Everything Everywhere Daily. In 1483, the King of England, Edward V, and his brother were taken into custody by his uncle, Richard, the Duke of Gloucester, and placed into the Tower of London. Both the king and his brother were never seen again. They just disappeared. It's probably the greatest unsolved mystery in British history. Learn more about the princes in the tower on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by Harry's Razors. I want to tell you a quick story. Several years ago, I was a podcast listener just like you, and I was listening to one of my favorite history podcasts. One of the ads on the show was for a company called Harry's Razors. I was extremely dissatisfied with the razors I was using at the time, so I figured I'd give these Harry's Razors a try. And it was a great decision, and I have been a customer of Harry's Razors ever since. I use Harry's Razors at home, and I've taken them with me on trips around the world. Not only does Harry's Razors provide a smooth shave, but they do so at a much lower price than their competitors, which if you've checked out the price of razor blades lately at the store, that is not something to sneeze at. Don't settle for the status quo. You can blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash everything. That's harrys.com slash everything for a $3 trial set. This episode is sponsored by Memento. If your family's like mine, you may have had grandparents or great-grandparents whose stories have been lost to time. You wish you had their stories and their voices so that they could be shared for posterity. Memento is a company that helps families and individuals record important events. In Memento's most popular product, the Lifebook, participants are asked questions about their lives and document them in a high-quality hardbound book. Unlike other providers, however, Memento goes one step further. In addition to the usual questions about your life that awaken your memories, you can also use Memento to create special memory books, for example, about loved ones who've passed away together with the whole family. And not just in writing, but also with voice memos and videos that can be inserted into the books and played back. With Mother's Day just around the corner, this may be the one gift that will not only honor your mom's life, but will provide lasting memories for years to come. For my listeners, Memento has something special. Use code EED15 and you'll get a 15% discount on your order. Just visit Memento, M-E-M-I-N-T-O dot com and start your journey into the world of personal stories. The year 1483 was a very consequential one for England. The country was still embroiled in the War of the Roses, a civil war between two houses, the House of York and the House of Lancaster. The king at the start of the year was Edward IV. He had ascended to the throne in 1461, replacing the Lancaster king, Henry VI, ruling for almost 10 years. He was then removed himself by Henry VI for 191 days before capturing the throne once again and ruling for another 12 years. Save for the 191-day interregnum, Edward IV reigned for 22 years. Despite a rather lengthy reign, he was only 40 years old when he died. Upon his death on April 9, 1483, the throne was passed to his son, the Prince of Wales, Edward, who became Edward V. And this is where our story starts. Edward V was only 12 years old when he ascended to the throne. As is the case whenever a child ascends to the monarchy, they're not given full powers usually. 
They have a regent who rules in the name of the monarch until the monarch comes of age and can rule in their own right. The regent for Edward V was his uncle, Richard, the Duke of Gloucester. Most of you probably know him better by his regal name, which was made famous by William Shakespeare, Richard III. There's very little good which history has to say about Richard III. Much of this is due to how he came to power. When Edward IV died, young Richard V was at Ludlow Castle near the Welsh border. Richard was in York to the north. Their plan was to meet up and enter London together. On April 29th, now 20 days after the death of the king, they met in the village of Stony Stratford, northwest of London. Edward was traveling with a group that included his uncle and half-brother. When they met up with Richard, he immediately arrested Edward's entire retinue and sent them to Pontefract Castle in Yorkshire. More on them later. Richard then personally took Edward into London and took him to the Tower of London, which was the traditional location where monarchs stayed before they were coronated. Edward entered the tower on May 19th. Edward was then joined by his nine-year-old brother Richard, who was also the Duke of York. Usually, a coronation ceremony would take place when a monarch reached an age where they could rule in their own name. However, on occasion, younger monarchs would be crowned, which would eliminate the need for a regent. They would just rule with guidance from close advisors. Given the circumstances of the still-incomplete War of the Roses, there was pressure to commence with a coronation for Edward as quickly as possible. Richard, however, as the regent, kept delaying the coronation. The original date was going to be June 25th, but Richard had it postponed indefinitely. On June 22nd, Richard's plan became clear. A theologian named Ralph Shaw, who was the brother to the mayor of London, claimed that Edward was not the legitimate king because his birth was illegitimate. According to Shaw, Edward IV was contracted to marry Lady Eleanor Butler. Instead, he went and married Elizabeth Woodville, the mother of Edward V and Richard, the Duke of York. This prior contract meant that the marriage between Edward IV and Elizabeth Woodville was invalid, and hence Edward V was not legitimate and couldn't become king. The real king should be the next person in line, the oldest brother of Richard IV, which was, surprise, Richard. This argument was incredibly flimsy. An engagement or a contract to get married is not the same thing as a marriage. No one at the time considered this to be the case, and it was something which Richard concocted after the fact. On June 25th, a group of lords and nobles approached Richard, asking him to take the throne, which of course he did the next day. On June 26th, he was proclaimed Richard III, King of England. The next year in 1484, he pushed through a law in Parliament called the Titulus Regulus, which confirmed the illegitimacy of Edward V and confirmed him as king. Edward's uncle and half-brother that was arrested and sent to Pontefract Castle in Yorkshire, they were beheaded. But what happened to Edward and his brother Richard? The answer is, no one knows. Once they entered the Tower of London, no one ever saw them leave. There was never an official investigation, nor was there any organized search for them. The last evidence we have came from an Italian friar named Dominic Mancini. He was in London during this period and wrote that all the boys were taken to the inner apartments of the tower and were seen less and less over the course of the summer until they weren't seen at all. Given the behavior of Richard, it doesn't take Sherlock Holmes in the case of the missing princes to figure out what probably happened and who was responsible. Throughout history, almost everyone has pointed the finger at Richard for having given the order to have the young princess killed to remove any claimants to the throne. Most famously, Sir Thomas More, during the reign of Henry VIII, wrote a history of Richard III, which put the blame for the murders squarely at his feet. He identified Sir James Tyrrell, a loyal follower of Richard, as the murderer. 
Rumor has it that he confessed to the murder in 1502 before he was executed for treason. Supposedly, the boys were both suffocated with pillows and then buried at the foot of some stairs in the tower. In 1647, almost 200 years after the disappearance of the princes, a wooden box was found underneath the stairs at the Tower of London while renovation work was being done. The box contained the bones of two boys of appropriate age, and they were declared to be the bodies of the boys and replaced in a reliquary that now sits in Westminster Abbey. Over 500 years since the princes disappeared, there has been no real hard evidence that's been found. There haven't even been DNA tests done on the bones which were found in 1674. The closest thing to evidence which has come forward recently is corroboration that Sir Thomas More may have personally known some of the players who were around during the ascension of Richard III. If that's the case, then his account of what happened might have been based on actual testimony from witnesses, or at least second-hand hearsay. As for Richard, he was killed in combat just three years later at the Battle of Bosworth, ending the War of the Roses. Henry VII, who became king at the death of Richard III, married Elizabeth, the sister of Edward V and Richard the Duke of York. It was this marriage that gave his reign the legitimacy which came from Edward IV. The first act of Parliament under Henry VII was the repeal of the Titulus Regius Act, which once again made all of the children of Edward IV and Elizabeth Woodville legitimate. He ordered every copy of the law to be destroyed, and the only surviving copy which has ever been found was found a century later in a monastery. Henry never investigated the case too deeply, because if it had turned out that the princes had survived and were found alive, it would have threatened his crown just as much as it had Richard's. The executive producer of Everything Everywhere Daily is Charles Daniel. The associate producers are Peter Bennett and Cameron Kiefer. I wanted to give a big thanks to everyone who supports the show on Patreon. Your support helps me put out a new show every day. And if you're interested in Everything Everywhere Daily merchandise, Patreon is currently the only place where it's available. And if you'd like to talk to other listeners of the show and get notified of future episodes and projects, please join my Facebook group or Discord server. Links to everything are in the show notes.